0: Good morning everyone, Good morning. <coughs> and thank you all very much for coming along to Belhelvie this morning for worship. And a particular welcome to the Reverend Alan Gregg, who has given of his time to be with us to lead us in worship eh, this morning. Alan took the service for us eh, two or three years ago for the first time, so it's great to have you back, Alan, and thank you very much for coming along this morning. Eh, you are all very familiar with the measures that we now have to uh, stick to regarding the uh, coming to church. Uh, you'll notice that uh, there are far more pews now available for, being, for sitting in, and although there are not cards on every single pew, folk find that a bit misleading. But to be quite honest, it's very, very simple, and there's not really any problem with the numbers we have here on a Sunday morning, but the side pews And the center pews, whichever side you enter, can now accommodate a single people, couples, or groups of up to four, as long as, for example, you are one meter, which is about that away from someone else. The offering plate is on a chair here, if you want to leave anything, as you leave the church, and we're all leaving from uh, the vestry door here at the end of the service. One other announcement you will perhaps have noticed that some of the uh, gardening work beside the new annex at the side has been started. When a small group of people have been meeting, I think they've met twice so far, to tidy up the, the bushes and the, the groundwork. And they're now going to go around the back of the hall. And there's quite an extensive amount of work there to be done. And the small group are meeting uh, like every Friday, uh, every second Friday morning at 10 o'clock for a wee while uh, just on a regular basis to start the uh, tidying up work around the back. And uh, it would be great if there were any other volunteers willing to help in that work. Now you don't need to know about Agapanthus and Wigela and Pericum and things like that. You don't need to know anything as long as you just can do a bit of laboring work. Tidying up, weeding, and things of that kind. If you want to, and so all you need to do is turn up and the next meeting is this coming Friday, is that correct, this Friday at 10 o'clock. And all you need to do is come along with tools, gardening tools of your own. If you want to know anything else, you can get in touch with either myself or Caroline Daniel. I'll hand you over now from one Alan to the next Alan. Thank you.
1: Good morning, everyone. It wasn't quite as long as two to three years ago. It was February last year, just not long before lockdown, that I was here. (laughs) I checked. (laughs) Uh, And it's a nice to be back, and I didn't get lost today. Uh, Last time I ended up going into Balmedy, coming over from Yumaka instead of turning right. I remembered to turn right today, so I got here in good time. So it's lovely to be with you. Uh, I invite you to join in a call to worship. The words will be on the screen, and if you could uh, respond in the words that are printed in the bold type. From the rising of the sun till its setting in the west, God's holy name be praised. On the lips of children, by babies at the breast, God's holy name be praised. In the visions of the old and the dreaming of the young, God's holy name be praised. In the banquet hall of heaven and the forgotten corners of our hearts, God's holy name be praised. Let all that has life and breath praise the Lord. Amen. We praise the Lord. And we sing to his glory, hymn number 124. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. Gracious and loving and almighty God, we thank you that as we come to worship, you are here waiting to greet us, speak with us, and teach us. Meet with us now. Go with us always. You are here as you are always here, week by week, as we come to worship you. You are here as you are everywhere, at every moment, in every place, on every occasion, watching over us as a parent watches over their children. Day by day, you have been by our sides, recognized or unrecognized, remembered or forgotten, obeyed or disobeyed acknowledged or taken for granted meet with us now go with us always though our response to you has been varied our commitment uncertain and our attitudes mixed you have always been the same ever faithful all loving always true forgive us for the way we have responded, failing to appreciate how much we owe to you and taking your love as ours by right. Forgive us for so often forgetting you, disobeying your commandments, abandoning our faith. Meet with us now. Go with us always. Help us to love you as much as you love us to be as true to you as you are always true and to rejoice in your living presence not only now but in every moment of our lives in the name of Jesus Christ in whose words we pray together our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come
2: reading this morning is from Matthew 7 verses 21 to 29. I never knew you. Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do what my Father in heaven wants them to do. When judgment day comes many will say to me, Lord, Lord, in your name we spoke God's message, by your name, we drove out many demons and performed many miracles. Then I will say to them, I never knew you. Get away from me, you wicked people. The two house builders. So then anyone who hears these words of mine and obeys them is like a wise man who built his house on rock the rain poured down the rivers overflowed and the wind blew hard against that house but it did not fall because it was built of rock but anyone who hears these words of mine and does not obey them is like a foolish man who built his house on sand rain poured down the rivers overflowed the wind blew hard against that house and it fell and what a terrible fall that was the authority of Jesus when Jesus finished saying these things the crowd was amazed at the way he taught he wasn't like the teachers of law instead He taught with authority. Amen.
1: We sing again to God's praise, hymn number 606. Lord, you sometimes speak in wonders. I was minister in Kintour for slightly over 20 years. And for 15 of those years, we lived in the manse that was built in 1900. So it was a fairly old building, although not as old as some manses go. It was a lovely house, faced north, so it was a cold house. Um, but at the back of the house, there was it was kind of had the utility room, what had been the coal cellar, and above that was the bathroom and the toilet. And one day we began to notice cracks appearing on that part of the building. And so they put little bits of um, tiles on it, telltales I think they call them, uh, and right enough they cracked so they knew there was a problem and work had to be done and i think the work that was they, they discovered that the foundations of that part of the building hadn't been done properly even way back in 1900 and they had to do some underpinning to make the building secure to make sure that that part of the building like the rest of it remained on a firm foundation i wonder when all the investigations into the tragic collapse of that building in Miami are undertaken, if we don't find that there have been some mistakes made in the foundation work of that building, that tragedy, where I understand now the death toll is 98 people lost their lives when that building collapsed a few weeks ago. Our reading came at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. I want us to think of these verses. So then, anyone who hears these words of mine and obeys them is like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain poured down, the rivers flooded over, and the wind blew hard against that house. But it did not fall, because it was built on rock then at the very last verse of chapter 7 of Matthew, when Jesus finished saying these things, the crowd was amazed at the way he taught. He wasn't like teachers of the law. Instead, he taught with authority. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. As I said, today's reading, read for us by Elizabeth, thank you, Elizabeth, comes from the end of Matthew's version of what we call the Sermon on the Mount. Possible that that teaching was not all delivered at the one time, but Matthew gathered a lot of Jesus' teaching together when he was compiling his gospel narrative and put that all together as a compilation of the radical teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the teaching in that sermon, which begins at the beginning of chapter 5 and goes right through to the end of chapter 7, the teaching in those three chapters ranges far and wide. It begins with what we know as the Beatitudes. Blessed are they, or as the Good News Bible puts it, happy are those, and lists a variety of things where we would normally think they were not signs of being blessed or being happy. Jesus teaches about human relationships. He gives new teaching. On revenge about generosity to others he teaches about prayer and it's that version of the Lord's Prayer that we use Sunday by Sunday that we find in Matthew Jesus talks about attitude to wealth about the importance of putting our trust in God rather than others And about the importance of not judging others. These are often difficult words for us to hear. Jesus said, Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do what my Father in heaven wants them to do. Imagine that you had heard Jesus teaching in this way 2,000 years ago. Just imagine that you were one of the crowd. And here's how Nick Fawcett imagines one of the crowd might have reflected on what Jesus had been teaching. So I quote, Can you believe what he told us? Love your enemies? That's what he said. Pray for those who abuse you. And if someone slaps you in the face, turn the other cheek. Well, I ask you, what sort of talk is that? He's on another planet, this fellow, cloud cuckoo land. Oh, it sounds wonderful, granted. But can you see it working? I can't. No, we have to be sensible about these things, realistic. We'd all like the world to be different, but it's no use pretending, is it? Love your enemies. Where will that get us? They'll see us coming a mile off. And as for turn the other cheek, well, if you can, well, you can if you want, but not me. I'll give them one back with interest. Either that, or run for it i tell you what though we listened to him all of us just about the biggest crowd i've ever seen hanging on to his every word listening like i've rarely known people listen before why well you could see he meant what he was saying for one thing The way he dealt with the hecklers and cynics, never losing his cool, never lashing out in frustration, ready to suffer for his convictions, if that's what it took. He practiced what he preached. And there aren't many you can say that about, are there? But it was more than that. Like it or not, it was his message itself. That crazy message, so different from any we'd ever heard before. Impractical, unworkable, yet irresistible. It gave us a glimpse of the way life could be, the way it should be. And he actually made us feel that one day it might be. No, I'm not convinced, sad to say. Life's just not like that but I wish it was. I wish I had the courage to try his way, the faith to give it a go, for we've been trying the way of the world for as long as I can remember. And look where that's got us. End of quote. Jesus says, So then anyone who hears these words of mine and obeys them, is like a wise man who built his house on rock. And at the very end, people were amazed because, unlike their leaders, Jesus taught with authority. The teaching of Jesus was counterintuitive then, and it is to this day because it's so often not the way of the world. But it is Christ's way, the way of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is something which we pray for every time we say the Lord's Prayer. As we have already this morning, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Building the foundations on solid rock. What are the foundations for people like us, for Christians? How do we build on rock and not on sand? Well, firstly it begins with our relationship with God personal relationship with God through Jesus, recognizing that in Jesus we have someone that we can trust, someone who has saved us, who is our Savior. Not just saying the words Lord, Lord, as Jesus condemned, but listening attentively to what our Lord is saying to us. So having a personal trust and relationship with our God. That is the first element of a rock solid foundation to our faith. And secondly, there is worshipping God. Whether that be personal worship in the comfort of our homes our public worship as here the covid pandemic has given a tremendous challenge to the church throughout the world how to make it possible for people to worship even when it was not legal to meet together In sanctuaries like this and so the adaptation of technology for the use of worship has been a tremendous thing for so many people and I assume that was done here was it did you have online services yes uh I I was pretty sure that would be the case Um, and my wife and I we uh, used to look in on the uh, (coughs) YouTube to the service from Ferry Hill in Aberdeen, because the minister, Peter, did his probationary period with me in Kintour, so I know Peter very well. And we found that tremendously helpful during the time when it wasn't possible for us to attend our own church in Inch. But of course, what is lacking there is the interaction Don't you long for the time when we can go from here into the hall for a cup of tea and coffee? I think that's coming fairly soon. I think our minister said that was now actually possible and it's just a case of getting it all set up again. So, spending time with one another, mutually supporting one another is so important. The worship and the fellowship of the church. I always like to give the illustration of a coal fire. Some of you may still have coal fires. You've got a lovely coal fire burning away and it's providing lots of heat and light into the room that's being that the fire is placed. And you take a piece of coal out of that hearth and just lay it to the side. What happens to that bit of coal? The flame dies. It goes out because it needs the heat of the other pieces of coal to give it life. So that's something that I think we have lost. And although the church, I think, will continue to make use of technology, and that's right, because there are so many people who can't come to church. And that has given people a way of feeling that they participate in the life of the church. So worship is important, whether at home or in the sanctuary. Reading the Bible. We promised when we became members of the church to read the Bible. Do we do that faithfully? It's not an easy book, it's a library. The two main sections, Old and New Testament, some bits are easier than others. And often we need help to understand the context in which those words have been given. But help is readily available there are so many Bible reading aids available for people nowadays. Uh, I use one from the Bible Reading Fellowship. It's on my phone. I just have to click on it every day. It tells me the, the, what to read. I can click on another button on it, and it takes me to the, the Bible reading. And then I can then go back to what I'm being taught uh, by the, the person who's written the notes for that particular week. It is possible to learn from the Bible, to build our lives on that rock of our foundation. And of course, along with Bible reading comes prayer. It doesn't have to be flowery language, churchy language. just talking to a friend Talking to God who knows our needs, who understands our situation, our hopes, our fears. The things that have given us pleasure, the things that have brought us sadness. Just sharing those things with him, our concerns for others. In so many ways, prayer can support us and help us to build a strong foundation. And finally, of course, taking Jesus' words seriously about doing what God wants us to do. It's living the Christian life. Living the Christian life. Caring for others. Caring for ourselves. Showing our concern for the world, for our community, for our church. And Jesus was asked, "What?" Are the two, what is the most important commandment? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Then he said, the second most important commandment is this, love your neighbor as you love yourself. There is no other commandment more important than these two. Get a relationship with God right? get our relationships with those around us right. Those provide the foundations for our faith. God and our neighbor. And of course, you read the parable of the Good Samaritan and you realize that our neighbor is not just the person next door, but anyone who needs our help. Jesus also said, Love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's so important that we respect ourselves. We are unique. There's nobody else like me. There's nobody else like each of you. God has a plan for us. God wants to use us as part of his body, the church. Let's build, continue to build our lives on a strong foundation, building on rock, not on sand, so that we can be light and salt for the world. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we are told that the strongest survive, that we need to look after number one, that in this world it's a question of never mind the rest, so long as we're all right. But you call us to another way, the way of humility, sacrifice and self-denial, of putting the interest of others before our own. You stand accepted wisdom on its head, claiming that the weak shall inherit the earth and telling us that it is those who are willing to lose their lives who will truly find them. Lord, it is hard to believe in this way of yours, and harder still to live by it, for it runs contrary to everything we know about human nature. Yet we have seen for ourselves that the world's way leads so often to hurt, sorrow, and division. Give us then faith and courage to live out the foolishness of the gospel and so to bring closer the kingdom of Christ here on earth. In his name we ask it. And in his name we bring now our prayers of intercession, our prayers for others. Loving God, we pray for those who are weary, exhausted in body, mind, and soul, we think of those whose daily work hangs heavy upon them, those in dull, soul-destroying employment, in stressful and pressurized careers, in work that is heavy and physically exhausting, or in jobs involving long And unsociable hours. We think of those people working in our National Health Service and all the work that they have been doing over these last 16 or 17 months in the response to COVID 19. We pray that they would find peace. and and realize that they are recognized and valued for the work that they do. Lord of life, renew their strength and refresh their spirits. We think of those who have been furloughed or have no job, or who feel that their job is under extreme threat at this time, as the rules about furlough change people yearning for the opportunity to use their skills, deprived of a sense of self-respect, and able to provide for their loved ones as they would like to, their life seeming empty and frustrating. Lord of life, renew their strength and refresh their spirits. We think of those who are suffering, battling against illness, wrestling with infirmity, crushed by physical disability, or enduring long-term physical or emotional pain. Those recovering from COVID-19 and long COVID who wonder if they will ever feel themselves again. Lord of life, renew their strength and refresh their spirit. We pray for those who have lost their enthusiasm for life, the depressed and downhearted, the mentally disturbed, the sad and disillusioned, the frightened and anxious, all those for whom just getting through another day has become an effort. Lord of life, renew their strength and refresh their spirit. Think of those who have nothing to sustain their hope. Those whose dreams have been crushed by the harsh realities of life. Who struggle with doubt and uncertainty. Whose faith in you and the future has been battered almost beyond repair. Their ability to bounce back finally exhausted. Loving God, draw near to all through Christ. Grant the peace of your presence the healing of your touch, the blessing of your guidance and the assurance of your constant love so that all who are weary may walk in hope and look forward in faith. We pray, Heavenly Father, for this congregation. We remember those families where there is illness, We remember those families where there is great sadness through the death of a loved one. We pray for the leadership of this congregation as they map out a way forward, as we respond to the change in regulations about COVID-19. We pray for Paul and Rona as they begin their holiday. May it be a time of refreshment time for reflection and recharging of the batteries. Lord of life, renew their strength and refresh their spirits through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We close our service by singing hymn number 500, Lord of creation to you. Be all praise. may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and all whom you love this day and evermore. Amen.